This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, what's it like to travel to the most remote place in Canada as an American? Christopher Jundeff is a travel content creator who loves off-the-beaten-track traveling, less visited donations, less visited destinations. He tells us about his journey to the Canadian Arctic and the other incredible places he's gone and how he does it. Game Showy is superstitious for Friday the 13th edition of Canada's favorite radio game show with special guest competitor Handy Andy Barrar. And are you okay with pumpkins and convenience stores and so much more? All on the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. As we do this show more and more, I'm starting to realize, I confess that I, I spend more time on social media than I probably should, because <laughs> that's how I found Chris. I was, uh, I don't know what I was looking at, Chris. I was, I was checking out a bunch of things um, that, you know, flipping through desk scrolling and I don't, I'm not a travel searching kind of person. Like I don't, I don't search out traveling. I mean, if you ever wanted to check my, my Instagram search, I mean, you're going to probably find Great Danes because I have one and I love those videos. You're going to find um, like construction equipment because for some reason I can watch a, a digger dig all day. That makes me happy. <laughs> but your feed cut through and I saw it and uh, I wanted to talk to you and, and meet you and chat about this. Thanks for being here, bud. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Chris, you're a travel blogger. Uh, you do videos. You do everything and share that stuff online. It's really cool what you do. You're from Denver, you live in Atlanta, and you're currently joining us from the Canary Islands. Do I have that straight? Yes, that those are all correct. Wow, um, you get around. Uh, Denver is where you, Denver is where you started your trip to come to Canada. Not your first time to Canada. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But is that is that where your flight started? Was Denver? Uh, no, so it actually started in Atlanta. So Atlanta okay. to Denver. That's where I met my dad, and we, right. it, it was it was a circuitous route, but it made sense to go that way. To meet dad and then you guys went to yeah. edmonton next yeah from denver we went to edmonton right and then edmonton to yellowknife yeah and then yellowknife uh we finally went um so it was actually it was a funny story we were actually supposed to go to joe haven which is even further north um but we ended up in pond inlet due to weather issues mm -hmm. and so if you know flying up there flights get canceled weather all that um so we were we, we called an audible and ended up in Pond Inlet, but it was, it was a very, very interesting trip. What time of year did you go? Just so everyone who has it, cause I can, I'll yeah. share the video uh, so on the, our, our Facebook group, but just yeah. to, for everyone who doesn't see it. The video was posted. Yeah. Let's say a couple weeks ago, but it actually went in June. Okay. And so that's the, the time frame, late June. And, so uh, why didn't you go in the middle of winter, Chris? <laughs> Cause well, so I primarily make videos and we need light. <laughs> so fair, fair that's well. the, that's the medium. Um, but I, I got to tell you kind of how, how I even went on that trip. It was, it was very interesting. I was on a, there's a website where you can kind of see airports around the world and you can see it's called uh, if anyone's interested, it's called flight connections and mm -hmm. you can see airports and you know, you can, you click on something and it'll show you how to get to there. And I was I was looking and I was like, there are these there are these airports really far up north in North America, like way up there. And um, just by clicking around those is kind of how I got thinking about this trip and realizing you can. I had no idea it was possible to even get up there. Um, and it was uh, that's what sort of the initial inspiration. That's cool. 
Um, yeah, no, you had been to Canada before. You hadn't been up there. I would say most Canadians haven't even been up there. Yeah. So your idea is a little bit ludicrous in, um, in what it is anyway, but you went and you did it with, uh, a, your dad, uh, what's your dad's name? Brian. Uh, Brian with a B. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with Brian. And, uh, so you did it with Brian and then you go up there. I mean, your, your whole, a social profile is authentic traveling. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. as legit as you get when you're going with your dad, I'd say. Um, so what did you, what did you hope to find when you went that far North? You found the airport, you went on a multi-day flight trip to get there. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my whole thing is about traveling to lesser known destinations and really like finding the good or finding the interesting in it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I really wanted to to go up there and see how people live their lives, you know, what it's actually like, um, how to even get there. Th- those were all the things that really interested me in that in starting that trip. Do you ever get to your destination and go, "Oh no, what have I done?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I well, the journey itself is 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 part of it. You know, this trip ultimately I was up, th- I was, I was really in, uh, Palm Inlet for like a day. Um, and so, uh, it was the journey itself that was, was the really most interesting part. What's your big takeaway from Northern Canada, then Pond Inlet and Yellowknife and the way to get there. Cause you got there before all the forest fires hit Yellowknife too. Yeah, there was a little bit. Um, but, uh, they had kind of, yeah, we, we were lucky. Um, it wasn't so bad, but yeah. Um, I mean, big takeaway it's, it's really amazing how people live up there, um, how, you know, what they do to survive, um, how to even get there just alone. Like the fact that no roads go to some of these towns and there are, there are people living, you know, you've got Tim Hortons up there and there's no road. It's only by, by a plane. Um, so you have these really like isolated communities that in the summer are less isolated in the winter, very isolated. But, um, it was really interesting to, to go up there and like actually see what, see what that life is like. You must have friends from all over the world after this kind of stuff. Of course, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, okay, so you go to northern Canada. You make your trip. Tell me, um, uh, Atlanta to meet your dad in Denver, Denver to Edmonton, Edmonton to Yellowknife, Yellowknife to Pond Inlet. And then um, w- what's that experience like other than really long and desperate for a shower, yeah. I'm assuming? <laughs> well, so luckily it was over two days. So the way it actually worked is the first day we went to Edmonton. We spent the night there, got my chance to take a shower, um, had an opportunity to try. I One thing I do on my page a lot is like local food. Um, and so I had really heard all about Alberta beef um, and, of course, had to try it in Alberta. And so oh. um, by trying trying that was kind of like one of the things we did on our way up. Yeah, um, it was really a good experience. It was very good. Um, very good. Alberta, Alberta good. beef is like, it was good. It's consistently ranked, you know, if you if you look up top 10 beef in, in the world, top 10 places for beef, Alberta's always on that list. Um, so we, we really enjoyed it. But then we went to Yellowknife um, and up there. So Yellowknife in the summer, I, I was surprised, is actually not the most popular place to go. Like summer's almost the low season there. And the high season is like the shoulder, more shoulder season, like October. A lot of people go for um, northern light viewing. And uh, that was really interesting. Um, but yeah, when we were there, it was it was just sort of a peaceful, uh, quiet time, um, but it was really nice. And then um, and then that's sort of where that's like where the highway ends in Canada. Technically, there's a road you can go further, but mm. like the highway ends there. Um, and uh, yeah, and then, you know, really next step from there is flying. 
Yeah. You'd spin in a circle and go, I'm not in Atlanta anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Need some some Turner Turner billboards on the side of every highway for every TV channel you could imagine. That's my memory of um, of driving through Atlanta is the nonstop billboards of TV channels to watch. Because you and sit all in the traffic things, all right? the time. Yeah. So that's why, that's why they have the billboards, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're smart. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now you've been to Canada before, um, not a whole lot, but you've been to before. Like you, you've shared that with me, and and I'll, I'll get you to share the places. But let's reverse engineer this a little bit. What is your takeaway from people, Canadians in northern Canada? And let's work our way backwards down to some of the other places that you've been to. You've been around the world. I think it's almost 160 countries now, according yeah, to your profile. Yeah. Uh, so you've been around the world. Uh, how are we Canadians doing? I, Canada is really nice. Like I, I enjoy traveling around. I think there's a lot to do. Um, you know, something interesting about Canada is just like, you think like the majority of the population is actually around Toronto. So a lot of these other places are, are not very populated, um, very open, very beautiful. Um, there's sort of like a lot to see and explore that's unseen. And so I've really enjoyed going up there because I don't know, I feel like there's just not a lot of, of maybe travel content on Canada. Um, maybe you get, you know, Canadian creators doing some of the standard stuff, but but places like way up north, you you rarely see it. And so that was yeah. a, another another really like inspiration for this adventure, um, because mm -hmm. even me, like in researching this trip, it was hard um, just coming by information. Um, I just basically I had to like join Facebook groups of these towns to get information. I had to um, you know, just like call people. That was the only way. Yeah. Well, I'd imagine like, Hey, by the way, how do I get there? If yeah. I'm going to fly in here, um, how do I get there? I mean, in a town like Yellowknife, it's not like you can just hop on the train and go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that. Um, I don't, maybe two or three taxis, I'm guessing. I don't know what the deal is, right? Like, yeah. who, uh, is there even a taxi or just ask there is somebody's a taxi. uncle? There's a taxi service in Yellowknife. There's no like um, ride hailing. So it's just the, the yeah. old fashioned taxi. You got to call them up and they'll come and get you. <laughs> call Uncle Steve. Yeah. He'll yeah. come pick you up. Right. But they, there's magic to that though, that experience. I always say that if I was going to go, I'm not like a, I'm not interested, maybe go to an all inclusive for a quick four day weekend to rest and sleep and, and do whatever, but I'm not interested in going to all-inclusives. I always say that if I was going to go to Jamaica, for example, I don't want to go to an all-inclusive in a place like Jamaica. Give me a family member, a friend mm. whose uncle lives there that we can, you don't have to stay at uncle's house, but, you know, close by so we can go spend the day and get that authentic look. Is is that what you see inside traveling that we kind of get all wrong, is that we don't really get that authentic you know, here is your your local that's telling you the stories about why is that there? So for me, um, it's, you know, I want to see the, the um, I want to see it through a local. That's, that's sort of the authentic traveling experience is seeing it through the eyes of a local. And so in this trip, when we went to Rankin Inlet, we spoke with locals. It was a little bit last minute ending, ending up going there rather than our original place, Joe Haven, where I'd actually like gotten in touch with a local person who was going to show me around. And so that was kind of the, the impetus for the trip. Um, to have those experiences. So whenever I'm going to travel somewhere, I will always seek out that local person, that local experience to really try and understand the place, really dive into the culture. And so I, I do that through the food, understand what what is it that they eat? What is it that makes them tick? And really like dive into that. And so if you look at my my social media page, 
like a lot of those, a lot of the travel videos, I don't really do like, okay, here are these cool places to visit. I do like, this is what it's like to go to a church in Nigeria. And I go to like a church service and everyone's like dancing and we're all having fun. And um, those are kind of the the videos that I do um, to show, you know, just a little different perspective. This is what it's like to to travel to a really, you know, thinly populated town in Northern Canada. This is, you know, what people go through. Every, this is how they have to get there. Um, they have to mm-hmm. travel for like at least two days. And so I really try and show those experiences through my travel content. How did your dad handle it? Does he travel with you often? Um, and, yes. you know, that, that, that was, right? So past couple of years, I've gotten my dad more into travel. Um, and it started with taking him to Iraq. I, I convinced him. Yeah, I convinced him to go with me. This was a couple of years back. And we had a, an incredible time traveling around that country. Um, we were there for a week. We had a, a, a tour guide, sort of a friend of a friend that showed us around. And um, we went like throughout the country and he loved it. And so since then, he's come with me to Tajikistan. We went to Iran together. Um, we've gone to like Argentina, Chile. And then we did our island hopper trip where we went to like Micronesia, Marshall Islands, all those places. And then finally, I, I said, hey, Dad. I got this weird place in Northern Canada. You want to come with me? And he's like, sure, I'll come along. Wow. There's some scary places though on that list, Chris, like, um, that Canada is pretty boring compared to some <laughs> of those. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, you're more at risk of getting attacked by a polar bear than getting kidnapped, I suppose. Um, that's, that's absolutely amazing. Okay. So Chris travels the world. Um, he blogs about it and we'll share that stuff at shiftheads.ca so you can see all of that. What what else in the world is like Canada? If you were going to say, hey, if you like Canada, because I'm sort of trying to take your perspective yeah. onto Canadians, um, wh- where else in the world would Canadian like if you like Canada, where else in the world would you like to go? What do you recommend? Yeah, well, okay. I mean, the, the answer Canadians won't like is the U.S. Um, because <clears throat> I mean, we're we're surprisingly <laughs> similar um, in in so many ways, and I feel like. We're the, the, those two brothers that don't want to admit it, but we're actually pretty much the same. That's fair. Um, but uh, if you want, you know, um, I mean, because I mean, you think of, you know, you've got the Rockies, we've got the Rockies, you know, you've got you've got Vancouver, we've got Seattle, you know, we've got a lot of similarities. Um, but I think if you uh, if you would really want to like find, I mean, something similar to Canada, I would think. Um, a lot of Northern Europe, so a lot of Scandinavia, you're going to get a very like similar climate, weather, a lot of that beauty, but but very different culture. I think, um, you know, what, you know, that kind of North America, um, you know, the, the, you know, have a lot of common, you know, I, I think like Canada would have a lot of common with a place like Bermuda um, or a place like the Bahamas or, or you know, different, different, anything in North America. I think there's a very like, um, at least Anglophone North America, there's a very um, unique, similar culture, I would say, compared to the rest of the mm. world. Chris Jundef, you too, you've toured the world. Um, you've seen a lot of it. You've been able to go. Sometimes when we travel, at least for me anyway, there are certain places where you go, oh, this feels like home, right? Not because it actually feels like Atlanta or Calgary yeah, yeah. or Ottawa. It just in your heart, it feels like, oh, there, there's a piece of me that sort of belongs here. Um, what's the one place that you're desperate to go back to, not for the blog, not for the authentic traveler, just for Chris, where you're like, if I could go there today, just to sit, not to be the content creator. Yeah. What's Chris, what's Chris's place? Where does your heart call you to? 
favorite place is uh, northern Thailand, specifically like northwestern Thailand. So there's a province called Mehong Song Province. Um, just up there in the mountains, it's uh, it's very peaceful. It's it's cool. Um, you've got a very different culture than the rest of Thailand. Amazing food. That's like my place. And there's specifically a like lake up there. It's called Pang Ung. And it's like this, this small lake in the mountains. And it's weird because you've got like pine trees in, in Thailand. It's not something you would typically see, but you're so high in the mountains. Um, and you can like camp at that lake. And that's like one of my favorite places in the world is just that very remote, peaceful area of Thailand. I spent a year in Thailand as an English teacher. That was my first job out of college. Um, I just kind of didn't know what I wanted to do and was like, why not go teach English in Thailand? And I loved every minute of it. I was um, in a province in the north, not quite near Mehong Song, but I'd gone up there several times and loved it. So that's like one of my favorite places. That's great. And um, you, there's probably a book coming about how to travel on a budget because I'm guessing that you you <laughs> can't be reckless with the spending when you're traveling this much, I suppose. No, right? no, you cannot. Yeah. yeah. You stay in. Yeah, you stay. Well, one, yeah. And one, one way I actually travel a lot, um, I use a platform called Couchsurfing. And so you can stay with locals. And, um, it's kind of like a, you know, a, a sort of, um, a, it's a platform where you stay with people. And then if you want, you can host people right. at your own home and sort of like give, you know, give like back a hostile version of, and so Airbnb. I always, yeah, yeah, yeah. An Airbnb, but you know, free basically. And so, um, I do that to stay with a lot of people, um, because, you know, and I, I can, in a lot of these countries, they're not that expensive. I can afford a hotel. Um, but for me, you know, it's about getting to stay with that local family and like seeing how they live. That's way more interesting. And even even if they can't host me, they say, oh, you know, right now, you know, the extra bed, you know, some, there's something wrong with it or whatever. I say, that's fine. I'll stay in a hotel, but I want to hang out. Nice. With you. Um, and so we'll, we'll spend the day together and go around. And so like that's that's what I really look for when I travel is those those connections with local people um to to really like enhance the experience chris i hope you'll come back because there's so much more to talk about and learn um about this and i'll share the videos and the yeah, this is so cool chris i look forward to you coming back man this is neat i can't wait to chat more yeah thank you appreciate it we'll talk soon this is the shift podcast all right friends Every single week at this time, it's time for us to learn a little bit and have a little bit of fun. Uh, and we have a very special guest. Kelsey's off tonight, so we have a very special guest joining us here, Handy Andy Barrar, handyandymedia.com, our Monday night DIY gadget guy growing out the beard, looking handsome, ready to brought his big brain. You ready? Ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do this, Shane. You ready to go? All right. Well, there's the thumbs up from Andy. That means we got to go. That's right. It's time for Game Showy. It's a game show on the radio. Trivia happens here. We're playing for prizes that don't matter and a whole lot of pride. Here's your host, Ryan O'Donnell. Oh, thank you, Bob. It's good to be back. And uh, yeah, Handy Andy versus Shane, round three. Shane has won two of these three of the three meetings. So let's see if Andy gets his first W. Uh, now, Shane, 
the the rule that we kind of set here was that we were going to be playing for hashtag pumpkin spice lattes hashtag PSLs until oh I don't think that Kelsey was a rule we set one like, or lost and she's not here so do do you want to hey. still play for pumpkin spice latte Shane or do you want okay, me to change it so if you call Starbucks or you use yeah. the app and you yeah. order you order your your pumpkin spice latte for pickup. Mm-hmm. And then you don't go get it until the next Wednesday. Do you still get your pumpkin spice latte? No, definitely not. I would don't. Think if you know show no. on your pumpkin spice latte pickup, you don't get your pumpkin spice latte. And I don't want to sound like I'm being angry in the situation, but I got to tell you, if you don't show up, then you don't get your pumpkin spice latte. Those are just the rules. Sorry, friends. Okay, well, there you go. Kelsey will have to bring the PSLs uh, back. So don't worry. Today, we will not play for pumpkin spice lattes. Not happening. Instead, we'll we'll see about that. Uh, She is my boss. Uh, Friday the 13th (laughs) is just uh, a day away now. And so why not have a little bit of a mystical, magical, superstitious-themed game showy? Our contestants, Andy, Andy Barrar, and Shane Hewitt, were going to pick a question and difficulty of said question. Today, let's play for horseshoes, a lucky charm, something lucky. Not uh, not pumpkin spice lattes, we'll play for horseshoes. You want to carry those, and hopefully that brings you good luck, because we all need a little bit of good luck every now and then. So one horseshoe would be an easy question. Three would be hard. Gentlemen, if you get the question right, we will hear this. I'm not superstitious, but I'm I am a little stitious. Are you stitious or superstitious? What would you say you are? I'd say I'm a little stitious. I think I'm cautiously stitious. I'm definitely yeah. not superstitious. Andy, I'm not. I'm periodically stitious. You know, it's all about the context. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Well, let's see if this changes your mind. This episode of Game Showy. Uh, if you get the question wrong, it's some bad juju. I got a bad feeling about this. Mm, You don't want that bad luck encroaching. Now, we've got three categories to choose from. We've got superstitions. Oh, no, that's not the right. We've got superstitions, Friday the 13th, and urban legends are our three categories. We also have the text line special, which is a question for the shift heads only. Get your phones ready, friends. 877-399-9898. This question is hidden in the show, and one lucky contestant will stumble across it and could win two horseshoes. When we find the text line special, it'll sound like this. They're always after me, lucky charms. Don't you want a lucky charm? I'll give you a lucky charm. Here's your question, Shiftheads. What is the name of the lake where the legendary Ogopogo is said to reside? Call home. Is it... Kootenai Lake, Emerald Lake, the Okanagan, or Shushwap Lake. Again, where does the Ogopogo, Canada's uh, Loch Ness Monster, where does the, that guy live? Is it the Okanagan, Kootenai, Emerald, or Shushwap Lake? Text in your answers now. We'll get to it later. And that's how you play game show. Let's get this ball rolling. Okay, shift heads. What do you think the guess is for Ogopogo? 877-399-9898. Text in your answer now, and you can help Shane break his losing streak. Unless, of course, you want to purposely get it wrong and hope that Handy Andy gets it. 
We're playing for Lucky Horseshoes. Here's your host, one more time, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Handy Andy, you're a guest here, and I think it's only fair that Is you he get really a guest. Pick. He's kind of like the family member that never leaves. You know what <laughs> well, I'm saying? He, <laughs> I did ask him to join us. It, oh, okay. it was my yeah my my decision. So, uh, Andy, please go first. Please get this started. Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to do Friday the 13th because I watched mm-hmm. those movies as a kid. So hopefully okay. it's about the movie. Uh, two Horseshoes. For Two Horseshoes? Okay, it's not about the movie. Oh. There is a Friday the 13th movie-related question in Game Showy. I will tell you that, okay? But this one is not. Okay. Andy, true or false, you are more likely to have to have a trip to the hospital on Friday the 13th than any other day. Is that true or is that false? I'm going to say that's true. It is actually false. What? It is false. You are not more likely. Yes, surprising. Okay, so researchers reviewed 3,281 days at a hospital that included 15 Friday the 13th. They found no correlation. Quote, wow. our data indicates that such beliefs are myths far beyond reality. Ooh. Wow. Do I get do I get to play for my extra points? Uh how about I just give you another question? Okay. Is that is that, is that fair? Well, yeah, it's true or false, I suppose. That's fair. That's fine. It's I just true, want to make sure false. that I'm not missing okay. out here. You know. Let's do which one of my backup questions do I want to give you here? Uh Okay. Uh, what? Uh, okay. This you're gonna love this question, Shane. Mm-hmm. Name the artist who calls Friday the Thirteenth the luckiest day of the year. Is it Madonna, Taylor Swift, or Beyonce? Oh, the luckiest day of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Madonna because I must be missing a lyric that's not coming to me at the moment. That is incorrect. It's not Madonna. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> it's T-Swift. Really? I... She was born on Friday the 13th. She turned 13 on Friday the 13th. Her first album went gold in 13 weeks. Her first number one song had 13 second intro. And she says also every time she's won an award, she's been sitting in either the 13th row, 13th seat, 13th section, or row M, which is the 13th letter. Whoa. We're going to learn more about magical thinking tomorrow on The Shift and how we wow. make stuff up. <laughs> yeah, right? That's bizarre. Anyway, sorry, gentlemen, both, both incorrect you, but you're still tied. So now, okay. Shane, it's your go. You pick. Where are we going? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with superstitions for... Uh, I don't feel confident today. I'm going for... Mm. No, I'm going three lucky horseshoes. We're going to okay. go okay. okay. All right. Uh This is a superstition that I have an experience with. I walked under a ladder going into a Boston pizza once, and I had the worst academics I've ever had in my life that year, grade 10. I don't take responsibility for it. I blame the ladder. Why is it bad luck, supposedly, to walk under a ladder? Gravity. Uh, Well, option one, because it could (laughs) fall on you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Option two, it's an old Celt legend or because of the Holy Trinity. 
because uh, <laughs> it could <laughs> fall on you. Because that's that, that's what happens is gravity. That's the only reason you should be safe from walking under a ladder is in case someone drops something on you or it falls. Now, logically, you would be correct, but this is superstitions. This is far beyond our understanding. And I'm sorry, but that is incorrect. It's not the reason. I got a bad feeling about this. Andy, you got five seconds to steal the points if you know the answer. Take a guess. Uh, Holy Trinity? Correct. Yes. I just guess. I am a little stitious. Why? Okay, so in Christianity, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, three... And a triangle, and the thought is that you're if you're underneath the triangle, you would be walking under, and it would be destroying the sanctity of the triangle. That is the actual reason why um, people many people. Uh, yeah, isn't that that one's a bit of a stretch? Don't worry, I have some like, other really weird reasons. Like why I get it if you do don't that. want to piss off God, just as yeah. a general notion as part of your belief system. I get that part. Fair ball. Um, that one in itself is debatable, which we will talk about tomorrow night. But you're allowed to believe whatever you want to believe if it makes your life better. But thinking because you walk under a ladder and it represents a triangle and somehow God's <laughs> going to be upset with you because you yeah. broke the bond. I'm pretty sure there's a couple examples in a few books that say the bond is stronger than the air under a ladder. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree. But that was a good, uh, good round for Andy there because he just got three lucky horseshoes and it's oh. now his turn to pick. Andy, you Boo. can take a lead here. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to do Legends for One Lucky Horseshoe. One Lucky Horseshoe. Another true or false, Andy. True or false. The Sasquatch is a Canadian legend. True or false? Oh, that's true. That's true. True, true, true. Correct. Yes, it is a Canadian legend. I'm not superstitious, but I'm, I am a little stitious. Now, Bigfoot obviously has lots of routes in the United States. There was just a video of a supposed Bigfoot sighting in Colorado that is a pretty good video of a dude probably wearing a costume. But the word Sasquatch is believed to be an Englishization of an indigenous word for Sasquets, meaning wild man or hairy man, by an indigenous man named J.W. Burns, which was from a First Nation in British Columbia, which is where a lot of sightings happen. So that's where the Canadian kind of Bigfoot has its routes, which I thought was hmm. kind of neat. Yeah. All right. I thought okay. it was the Squamish, but yeah, <laughs> that, that works. It's probably <laughs> yeah. a bunch of drunk people at a party in Squamish. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so it is four for Andy, zero for Shane. Our three wow. categories are superstitions, Friday mm. the 13th, and legends so i better catch up so i'm gonna go with three lucky horseshoes under legends three under legends shane okay this is such a cool urban legend nova scotia is home to a very cool urban legend it's a ghost ship okay that sails through the northumberland strait imagine you're fishing or you're just sitting on the dock and you look out and you see a ghost ship on the water and there are plenty of sightings of this boat but there's something that makes it special so special that canada post actually immortalized it shane what makes the nova scotia ghost ship so unique is it because it glows green it appears to be on fire 
or you can hear music coming from it. Ooh, I thought it was had a Sasquatch on it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's on fire, sir. It's on fire. Correct. Yes. Yeah, that one is, that one is yes. superstitious, but I'm I am a little stitious. Kind of stitious. Kind of stitious. 2014, Canada Post immortalized the Northumberland Strait ghost ship uh, as part of a Friday the 13th series of stamps that uh, kind of pay tribute to Canadian ghost stories. And uh, yeah, apparently this ship, you either see it on fire or it's on fire, then it sinks or it just kind of disappears. But there's lots of sightings of this ghost ship. And if I could see any urban legend like in Canadian mythology, that would be the one I would want to witness. I want to see a Sasquatch, Captain Sasky. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Andy, Captain what about you? Squatch. If you could pick one. Yep. All right. Okay, uh, so it's 4-3. Andy, your turn. Okay. Well, I was well, asking Andy what urban legend he would want to see. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was curious, yeah. Uh, I The ghost ship sounds pretty cool, you know? Ghost ship? Okay. Yeah. Yar. 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 All right. Andy, it is your turn. You're up by one lucky horseshoe right now. Okay, I'm going back to Friday the 13th, but we're going to do three lucky horseshoes. Ooh, well, lucky you. You didn't find the text line special, but you did find the Friday the 13th movie question that I put in here. Ah, yes. Okay. So now this wasn't the very first movie that this actor was in, but it's one of their biggest breakout performances. Which of these stars gained international attention when they appeared in the very first Friday the 13th slasher horror movie? Is it Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon, Molly Ringwald, or Jennifer Aniston? Um, I'm going to say Kevin Bacon. Kevin Because the other ones don't, I don't remember them being in it, so it had to be Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon is... Correct. It was yes. the Baconator. Yes. I'm not superstitious, but I'm I, I am watch a little stitious. Movies, so he doesn't Shane does not like Friday the thirteenth. And Kevin no? Bacon gets a pretty rough death in that movie that's very iconic. One of my favorites in any horror movie. But what's interesting is that Bacon wasn't really a big performer then. He had been in uh Animal House, but the biggest actor in that movie was Harry Crosby who was the son of Bing Crosby, who had just oh, died wow. right before that movie came out. Uh, also, fun fact, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was born on Friday the 13th. So another famous actor wow. on the 13th. Wow, mm. she should be a pop singer. Okay, <laughs> um, seven to three right now, mm -hmm. and no biggies mm -hmm. left. Okay, so I'm going to go with Legends for two Lucky Horseshoes, Ryan. Legends for two. Well, lucky you. Oh, I love when a rhyme comes together like that. It's the Text Line Special. <laughs> They're always oh. after me, lucky charms. Let's see if the shift heads gave you some of their luck, Shane. The question, 877-399-9898 is for the shift heads only. So, Shane, you cannot answer this even if you know it, which I'm pretty sure you do know the answer. So the question is, what is the name of the lake where the legendary Ogopogo resides? The Canadian Loch Ness Monster, if you will. The options. The Okanagan. Kootenai. Emerald or Shushwap Lake. Now, I was surprised to see how many people texted that they don't know what lake it is. However, every single person that texted about the lake itself sent the same lake. Denise, the Okanagan. Miss Josie, the Okanagan. 
Captain Gimli, Okanagan. Catherine and Suri, Okanagan. Okanagan, you're right in the noggin. That's correct. I would like to uh, acknowledge the one text message that um, says 877-399-9898. Thank you. (laughs) It's very good. So wait, did somebody text the app? Someone texted us our own phone number. (laughs) That was great. Oh, because I told them to text 8773. Yeah, yeah. You did. And that's what they did. So they taken it verbatim. Well done. Okay. Thank you very much. It is uh, six, seven to five. And uh, Handy Andy, you you might as well go. Okay. I'm going to go for uh, the big Shimon here and go superstitions for two lucky horseshoes. Okay. Two lucky horseshoes. Perhaps the most common superstition, at least, especially in North America, and I know a lot of my friends do this, is when you spill salt, you throw it over your shoulder. Uh, Now, why would one do that? And that's your question, Andy. Why do we throw salt over our shoulder when we spill it? Is it because to scare the bad spirits away with salt for good luck? Or it's just one of those things that we're not sure how it happened. It just kind of has been lost in time. Nobody knows. Um, I'm going to say the first one, to scare away bad spirits. Scare away bad spirits. Yeah. What that else is... would you do that? Correct. Get the yes. salt in the eye of the devil. I'm not superstitious, <laughs> but I'm, I am a little stitious. There's a... Uh, there's some roots and again, like some Christian legends that have to do with like Judas and salt. The way that I grew up with it, because I was raised in a very superstitious household, is if there was like just an evil spirit, it would be like throwing salt in their eye so they'd run away, which I still do this, even though I think it's like completely makes no sense. I do this every time I spill salt, even the smallest amount. It's got a stranglehold on me. No. What was the other one? Garlic? You have to wear garlic to get away the vampires? Vampires for garlic. Yeah. 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 And uh, do we have time to for one more question here, Shane? Or do you want me to just read this superstition I have? You can do, yeah. Just We don't have time for the question. I, I'm okay. losing anyway here. So it's unfortunate. <laughs> you did lose. So Andy time. did get his it's first pretty win. pretty good. Yeah, but... it is last time he's ever going to be on the radio, but that's fine. <laughs> anyway, just read the question. Here, so the question is, why do we cross our fingers for good luck? What's the superstition mm. around that? And the answer is because it's an old uh, pagan Western Europe, uh, European practice where the making of a cross with your own finger or an index finger with someone else was like crossing a wish. that The two of you would wish for something good to happen or a promise, kind of like a mini handshake. But then people started realizing that they could wish good luck for themselves by crossing their own fingers. And that's why... Oh, kind of like uh, a pinky swear. Exactly. Uh, It's like a pinky swear with yourself. Or they could just shake hands. How about that? Or you could do that. Yep. Mm -hmm. When you hear about superstitions this way, they sound kind of silly. Turns out Handy Andy put on his lucky shorts here on the shift. Or maybe it was his lucky bathrobe with no shirt today. (laughs) Either way, we're glad it's radio. It's just too bad that Andy wins and he'll never be on the radio again. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much for being here, brother. Appreciate it. That's super fun. Congratulations on your big win. Well done. Thanks, Shane. At least least uh, I got one win now. So what am I, one and two? Yeah, you're one and two. Just remember the two part, okay? Just so you remember the two. (laughs) That's what my mom would say. She'd say, well, what happened to the other two you didn't win? 
It's <laughs> a good reminder. Thanks for being here, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks, Shane. This is the Shift Podcast. Are you? Are you? Are you? Okay. 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 Are you okay with? 877-399-9898. Share your thoughts on these stories. Uh, are you okay with? Uh, no more pumpkin spice lattes on Game Showy. Yes. You know, okay, so I lost. I hand handily by handily handily. You did. And uh, he, he basically crushed me. But that being said, no more pumpkin spice lattes. This is a good thing. Until Kelsey comes back to the game nope. show nope. and then she's going to nope. want to play for PSLs. No. Nope. No, you nope. miss out. I, like we talked about this. If you if you pre-order at Starbucks uh, your pumpkin spice latte for pickup and then you order on your app and then you go in the store and you go to grab it, you take it, you leave. But if you do that and you don't show up for a week, they don't save your pumpkin spice latte for you. That's what the rule is. on the. It's real life rules on the shift. And uh, the real life rule is if she doesn't show up for her pumpkin spice latte, I'm sorry, but your order is null and void. You do not get your money back. No refunds. Do not pass go. <sighs> Are you okay with? Sorry, Ryan. You can't suck up to your boss this it's time. A, it's okay. No, it's okay. I'm not going to fight you on that one. Are you okay with pumpkins? No lattes, just pumpkins. Just pumpkins? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. It's it just such a fun, it's technically a fruit, but you know, more of a vegetable in my eyes. It's just a really cool food. You can do yeah, a lot like with a it. Like, it, it. Yeah, but which is technically part of a fruit family because it grows on a vine um, and it's got seed. Like the, I don't know. There's some farmer stuff that I don't know, but I do know that. Uh, and it's just cool. Like you can make a pie out of it. You can make a really delicious puree for something that's much healthier. Uh, you can toast the seeds. You can just do so much with it, and it's it's just delicious. And uh, if I could, if I ever have a garden one day, I will absolutely try to grow at least just one pumpkin. Doesn't need to be giant. I just would really love to try to make my own. Mm. My dad loves growing pumpkins. Always has. Very cool thing. The, if we call ourselves this eco world, we're eco responsible, right? We're going to save the planet. But yet every year we grow tens of thousands of pumpkins to do nothing with them. Fertilizer, water, transportation, all of that. Just to cut holes out of them, put a candle inside it so we can give candy to kids. You see how we're a little hypocritical with the let's be responsible thing? Like, we want to be responsible where we disagree with other people. We don't want to be responsible where we want to have a party. Anyway, I do want to acknowledge, though, how amazing. It seems like all the pumpkins and all the stores are perfect when you walk by. Like, I don't know how the, well, the Walmart they're ones. so good this year. The pumpkins are just, yeah. they're beautiful. Like, it was a good I went to harvest. Walmart. They weren't so great. No? Oh, the Safeway by my no, house? I, the they guy standing the outside was perfect. an absolute jerk, too. So maybe that was what he was doing it. Okay, well... The, the, the customer service guy? She does not have a career in customer service, I can tell you that. Yikes. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I actually almost said to him today, I actually almost said it. So are you this condescending like every day, or are you just having a bad day? Oh, you <laughs> called him out? It was, oh. it, was, it was that bad. 
you sorry, you almost said it or you did say it? I did not say it. I was like, okay, you know what? I nope, like, I'm going to just uh, let this guy have his day and I'm going to walk away and talk about a Biden's back team. on the radio. That's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, um, the pumpkins, the pumpkins at most of the stores are beautiful. Gotta say it. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, are you okay with pumpkins? Just pumpkins, no lattes. Thank you for the text message. It says, I'm so down with not having pumpkin spice lattes on the shift, radio polluting my uh, ears with such foul drinks. Perfect. Uh, you may have noticed the pumpkins are bigger this year, thanks to a longer summer, apparently. But some pumpkins are so big, they require industrial scales to weigh them. Volkswagen-sized pumpkins want to display at the 50th Annual World Championship Pumpkin Way Off in Half Moon Bay, California, the self-proclaimed pumpkin capital of the world. Growers of all ages from across the U.S. were in Half Moon Bay. So we're at the pants low. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 hoping to take home the world title. They competed for not only bragging rights, but a uh, ginormous payout, too, at $9 a pound. Ooh, that adds up. Organizers say because of the size of the pumpkin being brought in by last year's winner, Travis Ginger, all the way from Minnesota, they were required to buy a new industrial scale. The new one can hold up to five tons. I said, this thing's not going to weigh on a four by four scale. I said, it needs something bigger. I mean, the thing's seven foot five long by six foot seven. So it's pretty big. But yeah, they had to buy a new scale for it. This thing's been surprising. This thing's named Michael Jordan. Because um, it's 23 and the greatest basketball player of all time. So the only thing we got to figure out is it the greatest pumpkin of all times. 2749! Half Moon Bay is in the record books. That's a world record! World record! That was a really big uh, So if you win the title at Half Moon Bay, congratulations. Here's your belt and your belt buckle. Biggest pumpkin. Yeah. ABC7 right there. The winner took home $30,000 in prize money and thousands more thanks to the chunkiness of his pumpkin. He has a, a chunky pumpkin. That's kind of fun. Chunk, chunky, the pumpkin came in at 2,749 pounds. If they pay $9 a pound, this is a bad business design. So they're paying $9 a pound, but they don't know how big the biggest is. So they don't even know how big the prize money is going to be. Well, they have to have an idea because of the previous record. And it's unlikely that you would double a record. It's already pretty insane. Like that's the that's the weight of a car in a pumpkin. Um, so I feel like they would have a little bit of uh, hesitation or just like an idea of what they're going to end up paying. I don't What do you do with the pumpkin, though? Like, can you eat that pumpkin? Is that that's enough pies to fill a Costco? Like, what do you do with it? Um, well, Catherine, uh, Captain Gimli says, do I need to send you guys copies of my pumpkin recipe book? Tasty treats to make with pumpkin puree that will thrill and amaze you. Uh, absolutely no latte recipes. <laughs> I love you. That's so good. Um, yeah, so I guess that's what you do with it. I mean, see earlier rant about how hypocritical we are about saving the environment, but then we grow all these pumpkins just to cut holes in them and let them freeze outside and rot on our doorstep collapse and cave into themselves make nothing of it and then throw them away so i think that's what you must do if you win the record you put it on show until it gets too soft and squishy and then you throw it away i guess i don't know it's a good question just try to find a giant pumpkin grower guy or gal get him on the show shortest interview ever <laughs> what do you do with your pumpkin by the way when it's oh done that's it
Thanks for coming. That's it. That's all I want. Are to know. you? Oh, that's all I want to know. Are that's you it. okay with? I love smashing pumpkins in the driveway. Text. Uh, or the food bank. I don't know if you could give a pumpkin to the food bank. Do they take pumpkins? Again, it weighed over almost three thousand pounds, so I'm not sure how you get it to the food bank. Um, but I don't mm. think they would because it's uh, not it not what's the word? Um, starts with a P. Um, non perishable. Perish non perishable. Oh, they take. Thank um, you, Jono. They do take onions and and stuff like that that are like oh, the okay. slow perish ones. Potatoes, onions, all those bits. They get those from the grocery stores too. So they do that stuff. But anyway, where were we? Oh, are you okay with? Convenience stores. Well, absolutely. Absolutely, I love convenience stores. Love them. You know, quick. Brian gets all his know. groceries at a convenience store. No, no, I don't, because that would cost a small fortune. Because the eggs would be like fifteen dollars. But going to a grocery store, picking up a, like one or two things you need, or some snacks. You know, have some friends over. Having one nearby is great. Slurpees and. Uh, you know how like a lot of people love the smell of gasoline? Like it's the weird smell that they love. I have that with gasoline, but also my other smell that I adore are convenience stores. I love the smell of a convenience store. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I can't describe it, but there's something comforting. You must love like a gas station bodega then when you get both in one, right? Oh, it's the best. It's like, oh, those giant truck stops in like the Northeast where all the truckers stop on their way to drop stuff off and pick it up. Going into those ones, that's that's heaven. That's a treat for me. So how is your generation supposed to, you know, you say you love the smell of gasoline, but then you want everyone to drive electric cars. That's weird. We can look if look, I'm sure we'll invent the smell, the smell technology so that we can keep the smell around. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So let me okay. have this. Okay. Just let me have this. <laughs> let me have this. <laughs> All right. Uh, the owners of a po popular pit stop in Lake Cowich in BC are used to, you know, what's funny. We are so lazy as people like grocery stores have convenience stores on the front. Like they put the milk in the back of the grocery store. So you have to go to the back to get the milk, right? To use your time. Have you walk past other things? And then they put the candy bars and the other things right next to the till anyway. But we as a society are so lazy. We go to the convenience store in the grocery store. So we don't have to walk as far back. It's a genius business idea. Don't get me wrong. The owners of a popular pit stop in Lake Cowich in BC are used to people coming in to get snacks and treats. But one recent customer was completely unexpected, mostly because it was a bear and it was very hungry. Here at Tipton's, everyone is welcome. People like the mom and pop operations. We like to make people think that they're coming home. Every customer is a great customer. But early Monday morning, that open door policy was taken a little too far. Well, this little black bear walked in the door. It's a first. Karen's husband, Jay, was behind the counter sipping his coffee. He stood in shock, bearing witness to a robbery in progress. He started walking around the store, checking stuff out, sniffing at everything. His nose led him here. And of all things, this is what he took. It's hilarious that he would have picked the gummy bears. Oh, I thought it was funny. It's kind of ironic. <laughs> he had a sweet tooth. Aside from the theft, the store was left intact. The bear could have done some serious damage, so 
I mean, they get away pretty lucky. It's all fun and games till somebody gets eaten. But the story they now have to tell has made all of the what-ifs well worth it. Dago's brand can barely contain herself. I know it's a wild animal, but I just really wanted to give it a hug. <laughs> I just thought it was awesome. Kelly Stanton, Global News. But it's one of the best reporter packs I've ever put, like we've ever had. Like we had, it's all fun and games till somebody gets eaten, giving a bear a hug. Like just what amazing. You know, when you see on our Facebook group at shiftheads.ca, when people post the, the meme, it's like, we're not going to make it, are we? <laughs> that's, that's the story that makes me go, oh, we're not going to make it. <laughs> we are not going to make it. Uh, it's cannibalism, by the way. If the bear eats the gummy bears, just to be clear. Uh, bears love berries, nuts, and Krispy Kreme. Mmm, Krispy Kreme. Um, well, so far this Are You Okay is going great. <laughs> I have no idea I think going so. Uh, do you want to do one more? We can do one more? Yeah, we can do yeah, one more. Yeah, we got time. Let's do one more. All right. Oh, me. Are you okay with... <laughs> Yep, that's your job. It's my part of my job. That's right. Uh, passengers. Ooh. Well, that depends. Uh, yeah, who's the pass? I'm always the passenger princess. Like, you know, I Laura always makes fun of me when oh, Laura right. drives me because I like Jono, sit in the passenger whoa, seat with the, uh, Jono, with the uh, iced coffee. Wait, he's going to keep talking here, trying to stop what I'm about to say. Uh, mark this moment, and you go back and clip that out for me, please. What he just said, because I am going to use that. <laughs> what have you never heard, Passenger and, Princess, before? Have you never? No, I have term? not. And oh, the fact that you just said it is yeah. going to be used repeatedly. Uh, so, Jono, that is your task, and the only thing you worry about at this moment in time, please. Um, that. <laughs> anyway, sorry, you were saying something. I'm sure I was listening. Uh, so, you know, sitting in the passenger seat with an iced coffee in hand—that is, that's fun. I, I enjoy that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love road trips. Road trips are my favorite, but I went to junior high and high school in Fort McMurray, and that's a long way to Edmonton. And so you get really good at road trips, all the snacks, the conversation, the music, getting things done. My mom used to crochet blankets. I remember when laptops came out and you could really, you know, have good battery life and my folks would take turns driving so they could get work done while driving. I mean, it was road trips are amazing. The places you go, the people you hang out with, the things you talk about, there's there's something beautiful about road trips, so much so we have our own road trip and Spotify playlist if you want to search it up. So bring a friend because road trips can get lonely. A New York man brought a passenger along with him on a trip. He just had no idea that the passenger was even there because it was a rat. In fact, it was a big, fat, fancy New York City rat. Kevin Coop said he was driving upstate for a wedding when the rat emerged and started exploring the hood and windshield area of his car. Holy hell. I just got to way upstate and I brought a rat with me from Brooklyn. Get holy shit. Where'd it go? Okay. This... Okay. Go. I don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it went. Just don't eat my wires. Uh, okay. Coop arrived at his destination where he filmed a second video of the rat running around underneath the open hood. He attempted to coax the rat into exiting the vehicle, but the rodent vanished somewhere into some mechanism thing. 
Wouldn't it just be cooked rat at that point? You would think. It's pretty hot. You would think, but he got there. It's a New York City rat. It's a different type of breed, right? It, it right. It's, can kind of just do whatever it wants. So, hmm. yeah, it made it. All good. Uh, very good. I've been in the car when there's been a spider come walking out on the windshield. That's always scary. And when there's a big old wasp that gets in the car and you're driving, good luck with that one. That one sucks. Um, that's gross. Thanks for listening to the Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. 